Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Hello and welcome to Get Wisdom. This is Carl Mollison, founder of Get Wisdom, and my co-host is on the road today, so I'm going solo, but I have Creator by my side, so nothing to worry about here. We want to take a moment in this week's presentation to back up a little bit, to or to maybe to pause would be a better way of describing it, because we're talking about lots of difficult subject matter. A lot of challenging things, things that are wrong with the world, things that we struggle with personally. And the issue of faith comes up again and again, or it ought to, because we're really spiritual beings. It's our origin, it's our birthright, and it's our resource we can turn to for assistance in all of life. So we're promoting prayer and helping people learn how to do it better. And as a channeler of creator and other beings who are advanced and in the higher astral plane, the heavenly realm, we are privy to their perspective on things. And as an earthling at the moment, and seeing the scope of my life, where most people were openly religious as I was growing up, and that's changed. People are more and more silent about their belief, if they still have some, there's a growing secular movement and it's quite proud of itself and people feel self-righteous about their non-belief and feel like they maybe shed some old-fashioned folklore and so on. And we fully understand how that can come about. But it's often the case that the believers need a shot in the arm. And we understand that as well. We all do. And I have the blessing that I can talk to Creator and get reassurance about things and learn new things I have never contemplated before. And that's quite a powerful validation. There's something beyond myself. So we don't expect non-believers to show up for this topic. Creator is speaking to today's non-believers. But this is more for the believer who maybe is on the fence or maybe feeling more and more like it's not the best choice and may be surrounded by non-believers themselves. And what would you say to a non-believer? Well, we have information that's relevant for them. I'm going to share some of those things with you. And these are things that you can learn through our website as well. But we're doing an outreach to help encourage others to know about this resource and to embrace it. So let me go ahead and start here with a question I've asked Creator. And as a channeler, I tune in intuitively. It's a trance state kind of conversation that takes place. And it's done through and by Creator of all it is. I use that word as a generic term for God or Allah so I don't play favorites with respect to a particular religious perspective. This is about spirituality, the true core 
the reality there was a creator of all that is, and it's still alive and well. It's inside of each person listening, participating in their life, but largely silent unless they want a partnership and active interaction. So along the way in probing issues of faith and belief, I ask Creator the question, one of the biggest obstacles to belief in the divine is the so-called problem of evil. How could an all-powerful, loving God allow evil acts to prevail? And this is what Creator says about this, because this is one of the biggest sticking points I think people first think of in the issue of belief. How could it be true there's a loving God when all of these horrible things keep happening and have all through history? And this is what Creator says. The perception of evil is very much real, and that is because humans are of divine origin and see things from a divine perspective. There is the possibility of corruption to the extent that evil becomes the standard of excellence and its pursuit seen as the attainment of greatness. That is the ultimate expression of an extreme absence of divine love. The atheist is on the spectrum somewhere between embracing and living through and for divine love and living in a disconnected state of unawareness of the divine and not engaging with the divine in one's life in an active way. The confusion comes in because even the atheists can be moral in their choices and have an egalitarian perspective that has room for the rights of others and who sees the value in sharing and in hewing to principles some might see as divine, but others as practical give and take, as in embracing the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and so forth. This is very true, that atheists can be good citizens, good parents, and contribute many things of value, and live lives of happiness. The problem comes when trouble appears they are unable to cope with themselves. Who can they turn to? This is especially true when the problem is greater than fellow humans are able to assist with, such as natural disasters. There are many things that happen beyond the ability of people to control, including severe illness, the loss of loved ones, business reversals, being victimized by evildoers with criminal intentions, and so on. There are not always good human solutions available. Many times life and its disappointments can mount and weigh on a person so heavily that they will even die before their time or even lose hope to the point where they take their own lives. These are all circumstances that seem larger than life and larger in magnitude than many can cope with successfully, let alone reverse entirely. Yet these are all healable through divine intervention. The non-believer closes off this option, and this is the great loss for them. When one starts from a point of non-belief, one is choosing that set of options and potentialities. When they defend their perspective by demanding proof in order to believe, they are further walling themselves in and creating a prison of their own making, and may have a lonely existence. 
and may well be doomed to fail in a very unpleasant fashion through establishing a set of constraints to limit their own possibility of rescue. This is quite a lot to lose as a consequence of a philosophical position that may serve the ego, but cost them dearly in every other respect. Okay, let's pause here and allow this to sink in a little bit, digest it a little bit. And I think what Creator is saying and what I hear mostly from this is there's nothing evil about an atheist, you know, in in the first instance. They may just have this perspective. That's their set of beliefs or non-beliefs as you want to look at it. But they can be good people. And we do know this. So this isn't about character. It's not about right and wrong so much as it is what the consequences and the implications might be in adopting that perspective. And what Creator is making clear is there are consequences. <laughs> People have been lulled into this complacency that they don't really need, you know, church or religion anymore. It doesn't seem to do much as far as they can tell. God is, you know, inscrutable, unknowable, unseeable. So what's what's there to lose? And Creator is laying out a case here that there's plenty to lose. Because you can have much more in your life than you think might be possible. And that is a function of your participation. So let's keep going here. Because you know, the, the, the big issue about religion is it's optional. Creator does not demand things of us. Creator points out flaws given a chance, points out flaws in thinking, and the downside of separating oneself and disconnecting from a divine perspective, path, partnership, and an ongoing march towards something better in in terms of being more enlightened, more aware, and more loving in the way one lives. So let's go back to Creator's words, because there's, there's quite a bit to this, and, and I want to share as much as I have time for here. All right, so this is Creator's words again. We start our discussion here in this way to make a point that the world you inhabit is filled with choice. This is no accident. It is the design. All beings were created, but given autonomy. The world you see and experience is the world created by your fellow human beings, you included, each playing a part, playing a role among others, following rules set in place by humans to serve human needs from human perspectives. If it is imperfect, it is because humans are imperfect. If someone suffers, it is because suffering is possible given their circumstances. That can be due to many more things than simply that God does not exist and therefore suffering happens because otherwise God would simply prevent this being all powerful. Or in the worst case scenario, a God exists, but one who is arbitrary and uncaring to allow such suffering to happen to one of its creations. We can weigh in on this debate wholeheartedly in favor of there being a third possibility here. 
if there is a possibility of both good and evil, but a God who wants humans to have autonomy and freedom in order to learn and grow in the most effective way possible, which is to let them learn through their own choices and experiencing the full brunt of the consequences that ensue, this cannot happen if God rushes in to fix things at every turn or somewhat arbitrarily picking and choosing favorites to support while perhaps ignoring others who are less desirable for some reason in God's eyes. This would certainly be a God with imperfections and allowing flaws and then being more human than divine and being unfair by bestowing help on some but discriminating against many others. If one looks at the current state of the world with that perspective, there would certainly be lots of divine discrimination going on, almost seeming like hatred. It is easy then to see why the human perspective became distorted in thinking there is a powerful but judgmental God running things. But we can assure you that behind door number three is indeed a loving God who wants abundance and happiness and joy for all and has created all of the possible potentials for that to be so. Okay, well, let's pause again. What I'm hearing in this and what I take away from this is if God is loving, God is there, God is watching, and God created us to be autonomous beings, self-motivated, self-actualizing, self-creating our existence through our choices, we've got the burden then. We've got the responsibility to make things happen or not. So we've got to learn to deal with one another. And of course, we've seen how this goes. It doesn't go so well. Well, there's deep reasons for that. But we might need to get beyond disbelief in God or creator and a deeper understanding of what we need to help heal the world through divine help. Because that is where the true answer lies. And that is always what I hear from creator when I go to creator with an issue or a problem on behalf of someone. There's something usually the person needs to do, the victim or the perpetrator, if they want to turn their life around and do better. But divine help can be offered if it's accepted and if it's believed in. So let's keep going here. So what else did Creator share with you about evil and how the divine deals with the problem? This is Creator's words now. Having been given free will and free agency, many have chosen to squander these privileges. And through service to the ego and an inner corruption to desire power and control over others, suffer the consequences of selfish actions and find that their ill-gotten gains are easily lost. And given enough time, their short-term gains of power and seeming glory are taken away eventually, and they may suffer a worse fate than the trouble they have caused to others in overpowering them and causing them to be held back and to suffer in some way. This is how karma, the law demanding the universe be in balance, 
goes about its business to see all wrongs are righted, that all conquerors be conquered, and that all sufferers be healed. It is a question of time to determine how this comes about and when, but karma is the fabric of things and is the major force in play that determines much of what happens. There is free will up to the point where it bumps into karma underway, and the energy of the karma may well overpower them and overpower a deliberate action taken by someone, and this may block their progress, undo their plans, and even take their life if that resolves the dilemma of karma to rebalance a prior obligation. Karma teaches many lessons, has many demands, and many mechanisms. It is a very involved subject because like all laws of the universe, it has many intricacies. Even though it can be described simply as a concept, the execution is exceedingly complex. The reality of karma alone undermines the philosophical position of the atheist, thinking that the universe is devoid of reason or purpose other than what they themselves and their brethren may create in their thinking and put into action through human hands. Only a divine creator would construct a universe of purpose and meaning filled with an information construct of this elegance, the idea of unity and balance, that all are involved and interdependent and in a state of perfection only when in balance with everything else in reference to their original plan of creation. This is something that cannot happen by chance when it involves trillions of worlds and organisms both, of which humans are a small component, but nonetheless quite important, contrary to the perspective of the atheist, that humans are mere products of evolution arising from the primordial ooze and being merely animals with a better brain able to contemplate the self. The existence of consciousness itself is a miracle beyond the possibility of random energetic interactions, let alone the need to explain existence of energy in some fashion. Okay, so we're diving deeper now. We've talked about karma in a prior show. It is a very elegant enforcer of divine love, if you will, as a standard when we drift away, we pay a price. It comes back around to us. And this is conventional wisdom. What goes around comes around. And it is quite true. And you'll see this all through your life. You may not get restitution for all your complaints and your injustices, but believe creator when creator says eventually the perpetrator will pay. And much more so than your level of pain and suffering at their hands. They'll pay double, triple, ten times. So we're up on a break. We'll be back shortly. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. 
Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Listen for Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, hosted by Dr. Dory Lynn. Dr. Dory is coming back. Sexy, savvy, and with sage advice from nearly eight decades of life experience. It's not retirement, it's refirement. It's fun, it's deep. Listening just makes you feel good. If you're looking for straight talk without all the bull in the world, be sure to tune in to Dr. Dory and Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. Live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Make an appointment listening right now. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, welcome back. This is Carl Mollison from Get Wisdom. I'm a channeler of Creator of All It Is, and today sharing with you some wisdom from Creator about questions raised frequently by disbelievers who wonder how can there be an all-powerful God presiding over such an imperfect world as ours? This is clearly a big deal, a big sticking point for many, a source of consternation and sometimes worry by believers and people who are doubting, doubting themselves, doubting the Almighty's existence, need a shot in the arm once in a while. And that's the main motivation for bringing these words forward here today. It always is good to sort of return to first principles and address the big questions. We don't want to lose sight of it. So this is what Creator says further about this issue, the problems in our world, and how do we reconcile that with the existence of an all-powerful divine being who is ostensibly in charge. These are Creator's words. We cannot answer fully the argument here in a simple, straightforward way, because this falls into the same problem underlying the deficiency of those who simply deny divine existence. We would need to simply make a declaration of how things are and why, just as they declare their position of how things are and why. The truth, as in all things, is in the details. But we are doing our best here to create some broad outlines of why the possibility of the divine is more than an idea, but indeed encompasses the reality of things much, much better than the hollow argument of the atheist, that because they do not have the photos to prove it, God is therefore not real. 
the reality we would state for them is that God is truly in everything and that everything would simply not exist but for the reality of a loving creator to bring it into being in the first instance. The problem of evil is both a human and a divine problem. We launched humans into the world to be autonomous beings, knowing full well the range of possibilities would extend from being in divine alignment to being in an extreme disalignment to the extent of being engaged in depravity of all kinds. This is inherent in the possibilities of the universe on all levels when there is a freedom to act. When constrained by rules, things can be orderly and divine in appearance at all times. When all is allowed and there is the beginning of an exploration to the extremes of possibility, there can be situations where people go too far and find it difficult to return to a former divine way of being because they have slipped too far and the path back has become too challenging. They have lost strength, they have lost understanding, and truly lost direction to even know how to proceed. This is the dilemma of many non-believers. It is not that their world is perfect, that they reject the possibility of the divine. Often it is because of the suffering. And this is the greatest argument they bring forth in defense of their perspective. How can God exist and allow such suffering to occur? We would simply say, this is a human's choice to suffer, not a divine one. It is as well a consequence of human choices that suffering has occurred. The very possibility of suffering is due to the absence of divine alignment. A state of divine perfection is a state of divine love in its ultimate expression of bliss beyond measure. Being in that state precludes every kind of suffering. The fact that humans are not in divine alignment is not proof God does not exist. It is proof God is not being fully expressed through them at the moment and how they are living their life in the way they think and feel. That is a problem for human to solve in a world of free will. As the creator of all it is, we can be patient, knowing that each person will find their way back to the light eventually. That is why we can tolerate the existence of evil. It is inherent within the range of possibilities in a world truly free, and therefore is simply an existence more on the negative end of the spectrum of possibilities through circumstances and not having a broader meaning than that. Love is open to all. Greatness is open to all. It is a choice. When people choose to suffer through harming others, seeking power and control, and then having their day of reckoning when it is lost and the shoe is on the other foot, it is their doing and not ours. The fact they exist at all and have this quandary is very much a reality of divine existence and is our creation unfolding for all to see and experience who are a part of the human project. Okay, I, I can well imagine a lot of 
listeners are thinking, boy, this sucks. <laughs> we, <laughs> this is all our problem, all our responsibility. And still, you know, where's God? And I need God. And come fix it. Come help me. And especially I feel for those who are in pain and who have illness and who are floundering because they've lost support. They have maybe no one caring for them or about them. And maybe they're struggling financially and things are piling on and maybe a multiple problem-filled world for them. And to say, well, it's all on you, you've got to fix this, is, is a pretty harsh judgment-seeming answer. But creator really doesn't mean it that way. Creator means to say, we have much more learning to do than we think. And these things wouldn't happen if we were learning our lessons and knowing how to do things better. And the missing piece in a lot of this is much of the suffering we're going through individually and collectively is a legacy from other lifetimes that never got fixed, never got healed. And so that seems very unfair that you're suffering from something not of your choosing seemingly, out of the blue, disconnected from anything you've ever done. There's lots of wonderful people who suffer tremendously. But there can be things in other lives, and it might be a victimization. That, too, is your responsibility to do something about. So this isn't about being meek and mild and and complacent. This is about standing tall, standing strong, knowing who you are, who you're about, and not putting up with things that are wrong and unfair treatment. But the artful part is how you go about it. So let's keep going. Here's the question about this issue. What are the flaws in the argument? If you can change the will of a God through prayer, it is subject to the power of prayer and therefore not all powerful. That sounds like a tricky atheist type question. And this is what Creator says. The power you speak of is not in the human launching the prayer request. That is simply information. The power is in the divine who can answer the prayer in many, many differing ways, depending on all the variables of the equation. Does the person have sufficient belief in the divine? Does the person believe in their own self-worth or have they given up and believe now it is hopeless and they are helpless and nothing can be done? We cannot, on the one hand, give human the power of free will and autonomy and then dishonor their choice to not believe in themselves and in their own future and override it with an agenda of our own. Even though that might be higher and better for them in the long run, it would undercut them and short circuit the learning needed to overcome such a dilemma. This they need to do largely on their own. We can help from behind the scenes, but we cannot always solve these problems quickly because the best solution may require that the person learn and grow their way to an answer. And that is typically slow and painful and may require more than one lifetime. We have the patience to allow this to happen because in the end, it will serve them far greater than a series of lifetimes where we rush in to compensate for mistakes. And then the learning is less and the growth is less 
and they ultimately never achieve their true potential because they have become so dependent on us, they fail to fully develop their own capability. So thank you, Creator. You you said this much more elegantly than I was trying to do before I actually <clears throat> launched the question and let let Creator answer. So I, I do appreciate this. Creator is a lot smarter than I am. And you can see that in the things I say versus what Creator says. And keep in mind, this just comes out of my mouth and I record it. I record the questions. I sit and play each question so I can hear it through a speaker and allow Creator to provide an answer. And then I record that and make a transcription of it. That is what you're hearing today in these words. So I'm going back to things I've asked in the past and organizing it to form a narrative here just to save time and not try to do something live and maybe repeat old ground and take more time than it does to simply read it rapidly. The information comes in a little slower as I'm doing the channeling. But you can come to our website, Get Wisdom, and see many, many videos of me doing trans-channeling with all sorts of beings in the light as well as creator. All right, so here's another question about the issue of belief and non-belief. Does the fact that atheists lack the belief in the divine limit the degree of angelic support they will receive during their life? Creator says atheists are granted guardian angels. This is part of the contract and coming down into physical existence and keeping with the life plan. The role of angelics, first and foremost, is to keep the person alive by helping them avoid calamity, leading to a lethal outcome. This is the basal level of support in addition to them receiving divine energy to maintain life itself. Beyond the occasional rescue when life is threatened, atheists are entirely on their own and will not be assisted in their life by divine intervention. They may on occasion be given some reminders of the existence of creator. This is in the way of an offering in a sense, a kind of advertisement for them to consider, but this can never be imposed on them. They have full autonomy like everyone else and are allowed to have their non-beliefs. And these are always respected, even though it is a loss for them. So we're coming up on a break and we're going to get into the issue, why does suffering exist? And talk about that a little bit more, because this is, I think, the biggest issue that people have. People who are doing pretty well, maybe they're the perpetrators taking advantage of others, maybe running a a shady business or a business where they can use power and take property away from others and do other things that may be a part of the give and take of life, but but they're not hurting. They they don't mind being the, the, the tough guy in a situation if it serves their their needs and so on. But those who are suffering, those who are laid up, those who are invalids and the the aging who have increasing issues and their family members watching them suffer and struggle, this, this is a tough one. And people wrestle and wrestle and wrestle with this issue. And it takes a deep insight and awareness of how things really operate. And that's what's been coming through in this series of answers that this is a special privilege we've been given to be free 
free-range humans, <laughs> and we can go where we want, do what we want, other than the human rules that people set up and try to control others with, but the divine lets us be, and that comes with it a high level of responsibility for everything we do, and this is a test of us, and it's a learning and growth opportunity. We need to conquer. We need to master this. We need to become experts in living on a divine path in order to grow beyond this. People are looking for enlightenment. Those still in the game spiritually are thirsty for this enlightenment that's been promised, a grand ascension of humanity to a higher realm, a higher vibrational plane of existence and so on. That's creator's plan. We're not going to get there until we heal ourselves and first heal the perpetrators who are holding us back, those among us, those who are non-human. So this is a big, big deal. There's lots of work to do, but it is doable. And we've been given the means to get wisdom and the tool that works. And it requires people to use the tool. They can't be passive, sit back, leave the work to others. Everyone needs to participate here. Certainly everyone who is capable, some are not. Some are too preoccupied with their suffering. Some will never hear these messages. That's taken into consideration. But karma is relentless. We are responsibility. What we do and what we don't do will play out. If we want a world with worse suffering than we have today, keep doing what you're doing and let others keep doing what they're doing. It will get worse. That's because karma will see to it. It'll bring back that role of perpetrator to the perpetrators when they reincarnate. It'll bring back suffering to the victims when they come back in a new life, in a new setting. And then they'll quickly get taken out again, dragged down, maybe have a chronic illness or some other problem to face. This is karma. Well, we need to heal the karma. We have a tool to heal the karma. It's called the Lightworker Healing Protocol. So come to our website and you can learn about this. You can become a practitioner and help to heal others. It's basically a series of high-level prayer requests to invoke divine healing, how the divine realm does it. Having that knowledge and wisdom is what is needed to get high-level help. If you make a vague prayer request, you'll get a vague response. This is how it works. It's part of the learning curve to learn how to use the divine realm in your partnership intelligently and effectively. It's not a natural thing because in a world where you're not taught lessons and taught the specifics of how to go about this, it's very second hand. The scriptures are filled with stories and parables and object lessons about life and about karma as well. But it's all in the interpretation. We'll be back shortly and we'll keep going with more important information and insights about all of this.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness, and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis, and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at GetWisdom.com. That's contact at GetWisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, welcome back. This is Carl Mollison. I'm happy to be with you today. My co-host, Brian Kelly, is on the road, so I'm going solo with Creator's Help here. So I'm in good hands, and you can be too. That's what this is about. Wanting to give you some further reasons to believe and help with some of the questions that people raise around you about the problem of believing in a divine force. And I want to comment on some insights about what is going on with extraterrestrials. We comment on them from time to time in this series because there are extraterrestrials here among us. They're not here to help us. There's a lot of plans in the works for things to happen that you need to know about. But in the context of belief, let's just allude to one of the struggles they're having right now. So here's a question I ask, Creator. Do the atheist extraterrestrials in our midst have guardian angels to protect them? And do they have additional angelic support like humans, or does their lack of belief limit this? And this is what Creator says. They are without divine support at this time. This has happened through their own choosing, in effect, by leading lives of depravity and immoral conduct, through exploiting others and causing enormous harm and suffering to all they encounter. 
This is an example of the slippery slope made possible through free will when one becomes too selfish and self-serving with no regard for others and becomes so corrupt they lose the ability to love. They erode their connection to the divine and the divine realm is further and further distanced and unable to help them. This is what led to the fallen angelics being cut off from divine assistance. Their contamination of the physical extraterrestrials in your realm has sent them on a similar path. Their corruption has dragged them down to the point where there is less and less divine realm can do for them. They still have the benefit of life support, but not much beyond that, unless there is a momentary easing or change of heart, which may receive divine amplification to reward a positive impulse. But this happens less and less. They are on a path to oblivion. And this is a cautionary tale for human as well, given their high level of corruption. Okay, this is a warning. This is a divine insight about the state of affairs. Many lessons here, lessons for us. One of our tasks to get wisdom is to do healing for these beings. We've been told this is the answer for their encroachment. They need divine healing, so they will choose to withdraw because we don't want to go to war with these beings. It would be pointless. They're highly advanced technologically, but they've lost their belief in the divine. They're much older realms, older worlds, and this is a kind of previewing of where humanity is headed and moving on a secular course. All right, so let's get to the issue of suffering very directly here. An atheist asks, God can't be all-powerful if it is constrained by reality to the extent it cannot meaningfully intervene to prevent needless suffering. How is childhood leukemia a good thing? Why cannot an all-powerful God prevent it from occurring? And this is Creator's words. The reality here is Creator can indeed prevent leukemia and can cure it and do so instantly. But the reality of the world is that leukemia exists in the first place because of human negativity. We did not create humans to be negative and to damage their own bodies by being negative and by hurting one another to create a karmic debt that will further undermine them often through physical discord of the body, to create opportunities for a life lesson. But this is built into the way the world works. We do not pick and choose who suffers. It is the humans themselves who pick and choose their existence and its terms. This is often done without conscious awareness, being inherited through a karmic legacy, but nonetheless is their doing. The fact you are in a state of ignorance and do not understand these principles is your penalty for that very ignorance and the very reason why you need to listen to the teachers who would raise you up through understanding. So you understand the importance of healing and its potential to heal all of your future. This will change everything with the growth that comes, but you must choose it. There are many reasons for the child having leukemia. It can be a lesson to the parents who may have squandered an opportunity in the past and neglected their offspring and now are in a life where they very much treasure the arrival of a child as a blessing, 
but will lose that child and suffer great pain commensurate with the absence of love for the neglected child in the prior life. This is karma, the wheel of karma coming back around to bring the energy of past negativity to its source as a learning opportunity. This could be a rebalancing for that child itself if it has done some wrong to another and then has its life circumscribed in this way as a means to rebalance things by experiencing a corresponding loss in some fashion. There is always a deep meaning to things and nothing is arbitrary or occurring by chance. There is always a purpose and the energies are informed all along the way by the interplay of karma amongst all present, directly and indirectly both. It is a complex tapestry of possibilities and potentials that become quite powerful and compelling and can only be altered through divine intervention. We can be the saving grace through your prayerful requests to help you resolve a karmic dilemma you have created. We do indeed understand your suffering and do not derive any pleasure from seeing you suffer. But part of the learning here is for you to understand, learn, and accept spiritual principles and grow sufficient belief. We can honor a request to intervene on your behalf. The greatness you seek from us to be all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-loving needs to be matched to some degree by greatness within you. Even though impaired and suffering in some way and in pain, you must have the greatness within to believe in your own divinity, your own standing as worthy of divine support and intervention, and have the learning and understanding and belief in the divine to reach out with sincerity in the fullness of that belief to request our help. We simply cannot do everything for you. If you stumble, you must regain your footing. You will be given many opportunities to do so, and that is our gift to you, but you will still need to make it happen and eventually find a way. This is the learning you must endure to achieve the greatness that is your potential. Even though we appear to never be on the scene, the reality is completely the opposite. We are present within everything. We are present within every living, breathing human being. We know everyone's thoughts and feelings. And when we are invited to participate, we'll be an active part of every person's life, giving them help, support, guidance, healing, and protection by turns as there may be a need, and as their desire for divine cooperation and an interplay allows us to step into those roles. Even then, we do it in a subtle way from within, and this has the advantage of helping the person feel they are proceeding through their own strength and wisdom, and they can take the credit. It is a tough way to learn but in the end will serve everyone to a greater extent than if the world were otherwise. There will be time enough for joy when this learning curve has played out and people achieve a better way of living in a world free of the extremes of negativity humans face today. The truth is, you cannot get to that world if you do not believe in the divine. 
This is the greatest of losses the atheist will inherit if they are in the majority. Well, we hope this helps you understand not only your dilemma and your friends and neighbors and the world's dilemmas on the level of humanity and its concerns, its foibles, its troubles, and its many dilemmas, but also the dilemma of creator having set this grand experiment in motion and watching to see how it goes. I wouldn't want to be creator personally. This, this is quite a mess. We still have rolling here, even though we feel like we're in this grand modern era. But that's kind of an illusion. We haven't advanced spiritually. If anything, we're declining We're substituting materialism more and more for things of true and lasting value, such as being aware of the divine, honoring the divine, and honoring the divinity within us by living in a loving way, loving ourselves, let alone others. So many people can't love themselves. I have this problem with clients all the time. It's a major, major dilemma, and it's easy to understand. When you've been beaten up by life, rejected by others around you, pummeled by your siblings, perhaps, and maybe neglected by parents, or certainly bullied by other kids on the block or students at school, it's hard to believe in yourself, let alone a higher power. Well, this is where healing comes in. We know lots about this. And if you come to Get Wisdom, you can learn a lot about it too. We share our information. We also teach people in how to help heal others through the divine realm. This is a piece that's been missing by the religions. They're big on pointing the way to what is needed in terms of moral conduct and behavior. And pointed to the need for prayer in reaching out to the Almighty. But the details of how to go about it are often lacking or they've been corrupted in a way to make people supplicants, to diminish their reach and power, diminish their belief in themselves. And that turns out to be a requirement for getting divine help. You can't go as a weakling and ask God to help you. If you don't believe you're worthy of divine attention, divine help and healing and support, the creator can't give it to you because you're in charge of your world. When you decree something like I'm helpless, you're putting handcuffs on creator who has to honor your choice to be helpless. That sounds very simple and straightforward and in a sense it is. But coming out from under that level of difficulty is what's hard. So it helps often to have someone in your corner who can be an advocate for you. And that's one of the things we can provide to get wisdom, being your advocate and your spokesperson also. So now there's two acting on your behalf, you and us going to creator, asking for healing, protection, guidance, support abundance, whatever it is that is so troubling your life. This is a birthright. This is a resource available and open to all equally. It is the faithful, the believers who are listened to. That's part of the rules. 
It's like knowing the language. If someone has a certain language base and you call them up and you're speaking another tongue, nothing's going to happen. Well, you have to speak in belief terms and feel it within your heart. It's not as hard as it might look if you've let things sort of drift and fallen away from any kind of spiritual practice, or you're maybe a raw beginner who's never been exposed to it. There is a path for you. We can help to show you the way. So come and see us. Come to GetWisdom.com. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 